Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before, and he's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape from the lucky 13th floor of a commercial high-rise in beautiful Beverly Hills adjacent California. From the studios of Sirius XM West, boasting an obstructed view of the world-famous Hollywood sign. This is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully. Joining me today, making, I believe, her third appearance, a returning Tully Show favorite by popular request, the people's champ, queen of the debutantes. Hello, and welcome back, <laughs> Jesse May Peluso. The people's champ? I thought I could... Wow. I thought I could temper that with <laughs> Jeez. queen it of the debutantes. Came... I thought you were going to say queen of the damned. <laughs> I have to say this micro this headset smells like every uncle I tried to avoid during the holidays. Like it has a scent. They've got a show here. <laughs> it really Oh, you have to smell it. All right. Smell the top of that. And you're probably not wrong. No, and, and tell me what you think. Yeah, yeah, that's um That's like old guard. <laughs> it's old it, it's, it's old, old guard. guard. It seriously smells like, you know what it smells like? The last thing those women smelled before they passed out in Cosby's hotel room. Do you think he was an old Oh, he wore the worst spice. cologne, for sure. Nobody who that does smells things like, like a, that have good taste in cologne. That's a, that's a great point, but that to me just <laughs> smells like a uh, like a like a, a Navy recruitment kiosk at the mall. And now my head smells like, I just can't. <laughs> yeah, get a different one. I can't. You don't have to have headphones at all, but, I can't, but I feel you certainly like don't I like need to have one that smells like an uncle. And now, now every time. <laughs> Now, every time I sit down to do interviews, I'm going to look like an asshole because I'm going to be... Smelling the... This one's got a, a a hint of it. God, it's like I've I've got pregnancy. Well, yeah, because that person sat next to the guy who was wearing... Who he got f- his amoebas on him. We should go... We should do some sleuthing after this and figure out who the... We should just go... Fucking if it was Joe Pesci or Ray Liotta. in here. 100% Joe Pesci. A thousand percent Joe Pesci was sitting here. I was talking about Joe Pesci last night. What? Yeah. What a segue. Because, thank you for, for you, you you set him up, I'll knock him down, Peluso. <laughs> <laughs> because my kid was watching Home Alone. You know I'd never seen Elf before? I don't know if you finished a complete sentence yet since you started the Joe Pesci thing. First we watched, he watched Elf, and then he segued into Home Alone, and we were watching Joe Pesci, and okay. um, I used to live in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Oh, God. Am I, is my, did, did an edible kick in? I feel like you've started six conversations. I'm talking about Joe Pesci. Okay, we're here, we're this here. Is com- a completely <laughs> Pesci. The problem with all this is it's not actually an anecdote. It's, yeah. it's, it's nothing. Um, you were talking about Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. I still am. I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> Pesci. <laughs> I lived in Bloomfield, New Jersey. It was my first apartment at a high school. I was like a, I didn't go to college. I was just fucking around. And I lived in Bloomfield, New Jersey, which is a suburb of Newark. The next town over was North Newark. And a distant relative of mine owned a White Castle knockoff. What was it called? Blue Circle. <laughs> Blue Circle. So, so yeah. Earth? 
So basically, what the Earth looks like from do you, from you've outer probably space. you've probably given more thought to the name of the Blue Circle than the person who named it that <laughs> Blue Circle. And they had a whale's asshole. They had a sign. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, Shamu Sphincter. <laughs> they had a Which signed, is a delicacy. A signed photo fo- in some parts of the in world. Sushi places. There was Japan. a signed photo of Joe Pesci at the Blue Circle. Was it a real sign? Oh hell yeah, he's from North Newark. So Joe Pesci's been to the Blue Circle. I think it is safe to assume North Newark's not very big. I think it is safe to assume that Joe Pesci's been everywhere that sucks in that town. North Newark sounds like a place that only outputs Pesci's. Like I feel like there's nothing else coming out of Newark. North yeah, Newark. No, there might have been a small Piscopo <laughs> byproduct. <laughs> but most people worked at the Pesci Mill. <laughs> I can't breathe. A tiny un poco piscopo. <laughs> Say that seven times. Oh my god! A small piscopo. Holy hell! I I mean that. I never thought I'd, I'd ever say that in my life. Isn't it fun when you say a small piscopo phrases Wait, that, so- <laughs> that make sense in context that are like no in the history of planet Earth nobody has ever no said ever that said. sentence before, but it did make sense. It made so much sense. It's like I just read that. Um, <laughs> In the entire history of planet Earth, and I said this on on the other radio show, I'm, nobody gave a half a fuck. Maybe you'll care that um, <laughs> in the entire history of 52 card decks of cards, yeah, if you shuffle them properly, there has probably never once been the same order in a and shuffle. And only 52 decks. 52, That's if, it. If it's ever there has never been a same shuffle. Like, the number of possible variations is, I don't want to say nearly infinite, but it's, like, up there. And it's, like, they. I saw somebody on Reddit work it out that if somebody was pretty much, if, if pretty much everybody was just sitting around shuffling all the time, yeah. they would still probably never come up with the exact same shuffle. Isn't that kind of amazing? I think it's amazing, and I think it's amazing that maybe there are people who actually are still trying to make it happen. Oh, we're going to do it, baby. There's still people who are like, come on, damn it! 2019's our year. we got to get two in the same. So, uh, Did you watch Home Alone? Uh, no. It was just on? Yeah. We was that? We have... What? I'm a little bit grumpy today. Yeah, what happened? We have house guests. Oh. Oh. And... The holiday house guests. How's that not a Lifetime holiday movie? Yeah. I about think a murder. I think they made a couple. Yeah, they should make that one. <laughs> And I'm already. We already have uh, my mother-in-law staying with us. I was for, just gonna say, I know it's an in-law. No, no, no. She's already there. We had a guest on top of. Well, why would they get on top of your mother-in-law? What happened? <laughs> She's very friendly. <laughs> it's a very Sounds small. Like a, it's a very small yeah, place. We only have the one bed. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Willy Wonka. <laughs> Cheer up, Charlie. So I was kind of making. Excuse, I mean, I'm like. I started cleaning out the fridge kind of thing just to keep myself busy because I was in and out of the living room. Oh, my God. And when you clean a fridge, I you're like either cleaning. avoiding yeah. dealing with your emotions or you're avoiding murdering people. I like cleaning the fridge. I think that's very tactful and very like resourceful of you to just use some sort of, made the best of skill it. right? and did that instead of murder somebody. I had two choices. Either I could clean my fridge or I could uh, do some actual preparation for this interview. Oh, no, you don't need any prep The rice. fridge is mwah. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the fridge is like pristine. Wait, who was the other guest? Who was on top of your mother-in-law? My wife's friend and her 10-month-old daughter. That sounds like the beginning of a, of a horror movie really about del- when women cycle really together. Really happy, delightful, 
A potpourri so of holiday women? cheer? Is this where we're going with yeah, this? Yeah, a potpourri Episcopo cheer. Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, yeah, of there were a lot of women. Did it sound like this? Just women sound like chickens. My A friend of mine yesterday told me he has two daughters and he's married and he said, he didn't make this joke up, such a good joke, his house is like a hockey game. Three periods and a lot of fights. That's great, isn't it? That's that's a solid joke. It's a really good yeah. joke. Yeah, I yeah. Like, I like old. I like that's good. Old spice melon jokes. Yeah, my dad would love that. That was a funny one. Um, my condolences. Oh, thank you. Do, do you have uh, siblings? You have siblings. Yeah, I'm. I'm the youngest of. And now every time oh, I, I know somebody this. walks by your door, I just make sure it's not fucking John Stamos because at one time it's, you really dropped. It's the more Stamos likely ball. to be John Amos. <laughs> From just, who's the dad? From uh, oh my god, is that really a person's name? Yes, poor guy, John. Am- well, John he Amos came first. I mean, he's the dad from um, Good Times. John Amos. It's like the non Stamos. No, John Amos is the man. I mean, is he? I mean, Jim- Jimmy Walker gave him a little trouble, but for the most part, he ran that. Is he? he that house was his his uh, castle. I mean, who? But now every time I look in the hallway, I'm not, seeing if it's stable. It's not going to be. You have sisters. I'm the youngest of three. Isn't that obvious? No. It's funny. People think that everybody can read all of their stuff that yeah. is so heavily imprinted on themselves. That's true. No. Yeah. I could very easily see you being a fun older sister. Oh, nice. I think. You're probably a fun aunt instead. Yeah. I know that. I would follow you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Um. Uh. What was? Do you watch Big Mouth on Netflix? The cartoon with yeah. the horse. Oh no, that's no, Bojack. Bojack. See, I see, I see cartoons, and I just could combine combine them into one. F is for I haven't horse. Watched, yeah, they're yeah. all one. They pretty much are like all animated, animated by yeah. the same person, aren't right? they? Right. What is that one? What is that's, the one? It's about um uh, kids. Uh, puberty. Puberty. Yeah. You know, isn't that Nick Kroll? Yes. I've watched an episode that is hysterical. Mm-hmm. It's so smart. And yeah. like the hormone monsters. Yes. It's so, it's like, I wish I had that as a kid, that cartoon. It explains so much. I don't, wow, it never even occurred to me that like 13 year olds might actually be watching it. Oh, for sure. Any cartoon. I mean, there's 13 year olds watching Archer. They don't understand all of it, but they're watching it. Just Cartoons the, is just. Yeah, cartoon. Yeah. That's why it's such, a, it's such a genius type of show because you'll get kids because of the style and adults get the humor. Um, so what were you, I was wondering, what, what were you like in high school? Um, unruly, rambunctious, highly functioning, but very disruptive. Highly functional is usually something we say about people with disabilities. Right. Well, I mean highly functioning in the sense that I was able to be disruptive, rude, and rambunctious and also pass. Oh, I see. You know, not like uh, I wasn't applying myself. I didn't have to try too hard. Mm-hmm. And, and not like the education was that you know, challenging. Right. I mean, four plus four, carry the two and then divide it by six. It's it's all the same shit. Yeah. It's not like I was, you know, doing astrophysicists. I understand. You but you, yeah, but, but you still, yeah, you, you uh, like on a roll. Kind yeah. Of. I just, I had a desk in the hallway, all like almost every class, not every day, every class. I'm saying like every subject I was like put out in the hallway, sent to the principal's office I got yelled at. I, my my one lacrosse teacher got so fed up with me. My lacrosse coach got so fed up with me. He interrupted one of my classes. My teacher was speaking in uh, economics, and my lacrosse coach came in and fired me from the team in front of everybody. 
The whole class. He's like, Peluso, you're off the team. J- didn't even, like, knock. Just fucking came in the goddamn room. Because of what you were doing in class? Because, no, because I was even disrupting him, like, oh, during... shit, I got you. Yeah, during, like, practice. <laughs> I remember the day he had it. I remember the day that was the last straw. We had, we were like, he was in the middle during lacrosse practice, our coach, Mr. McDonald, uh, and he had all the girls in a circle around him, and then we tickled his taint. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and then... <laughs> And we were doing like exercises. Team, <laughs> team building. Just touch it once. That's all you have to do. He only made me touch it once. Um, we were all stretching in a circle. And he would, you know, like look around and make sure we were doing it right. And every time he turned his back to me, I did some goofy antic, like shove the lacrosse stick down my pants. I was like dancing, just doing whatever I could to get a laugh, anything. And he caught me. And he made me run the whole practice. Good. Uh, yeah, around the la- around the perimeter of the field. Right. For like an hour and a half, I had to run. And then like- Serves you right. Two days later, he was like, you're off the fucking team. Were you like, um, I'm sure that you were a funny person, like, and you basically just said that, but would you say that you were like a proper class clown? Yeah. I got it. That's what oh, I was. you were a class clown, like, like, in, a, like in officially the, in the yearbook. Yeah, the superlatives. Got to wear the hat and everything. Uh, yeah, they had the hat and I <laughs> make a goofy face. You know, I have like all the like every year. That is, I was never mm-hmm. most likely to succeed. I was the class clown. The class clown. I feel like that's probably maybe not anymore, but was probably unusual back then. <clears throat> I'm sort of doing as I think we all are. Like looking back, I am a uh, privileged straight white male, and you look back at stuff. And- Congratulations. It's working out pretty well for me so far. Um, and you do look back on stuff and, you know, I, I, you can throw the baby out with the bathwater and, and get real upset about this whole patriarchal, you know, culture is a sham. Like, I, it's it's we we need to change, but we're, we're not as horrible as some people would have you believe either. But, like, yeah. you look back at stuff and you go, oh, yeah, I guess there was some sort of subtle sexism subtle racism oh, at, yeah. at work in my life and I didn't notice it and I think it's good to look back and go oh yeah yeah that was fucked up let's make sure we don't bring that into yeah. the into the future and, and that's all I think most of us really need to do I don't know that I have ever known a female class clown really yeah yeah you know it wasn't it was always me and a dude uh-huh throughout yeah it was were you guys like a tag team <laughs> or were you he'd or come we, in and we, we do bits <laughs> or were you enemies <laughs> I mean like it was always like they'd pick two and throughout all of my, you know, education, it was always me and a guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think about that. And it wasn't really, there weren't a lot of females because we weren't encouraged to speak up. You know, women weren't encouraged to, you don't encourage your girls to um, be bold and speak their mind. Now we are, but yeah, not no, for sure. so much then. What do you think that, but how did they encourage? I mean, I don't remember being encouraged to be bold. Well, it's a subtle thing. It's not like it's a conversation that your parents have. Society <laughs> is built, I believe, um, well, now it's changing, but like growing up, like back to what we were talking about, like magazines and stuff, women were more um, a commodity and an object. Like look pretty, dress nice, have your hair look good, make sure you put your lipstick on, like be pretty and stand there. And men are, like, more active, and you guys are out there, and, like, you know, the athletics, and your rock stars, and all this other stuff. Like, I feel like society sort of told you that in ways that weren't conversations. They were more, like, you know, 
commercials and movies and just icons in pop culture. So it's more of like a a subtle subliminal message as opposed to like a conversations your your parents had with you. Right. I feel like the roles were kind of dictated by a lot by, you know, the the creation of of marketing in that whole Mad Men era. You know, women were the 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 thing that was clothes were put on and jewelry was put on and you know, it's just like this little ornament. Oh, that's interesting. I never really thought about that because we all know in advertising sex sells. Sex sells and it's like, It's you not know, just advertising and it's like you're not selling man sex. No, and until, you know, Calvin Klein put Marky Mark in a tidy whitey. Yeah, I loved all those Bulges nipples. weren't a thing. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, his third nipple or his bulge. His bulge. Yeah. Did he, he has a third nipple? I don't remember what it actually was. Did they Photoshop was. it out? No, they it a, didn't. That was the third thing. Nut? Wait a minute. I have a question. Going back Wait, to what you just said, please. I never understood throw the baby out without out with the bath with the it was with the bathwater. <laughs> Who's throwing babies out? Like what is that? No, nobody would. That would be the crazy thing to do. Oh, so it's, so it's just, what does the once, cliche mean? It's the, it's uh, this one's actually use it again. Throw don't throw the baby out with the bath water. In reference to Well, the water's no good anymore. We just washed a dirty, filthy fucking baby yeah, that shit shits and vomits back. all over itself. Yeah. It, so we don't we can't use that water for anything. Right. The water we don't need, throw it away. But don't throw the thing that was worth keeping, the baby, right. out with it. Well, see now I have a different opinion on that. <laughs> the thing is creating mess. I mean, have you ever you you have you have kids kids you have two two so have you ever had Want the one? F- fun <laughs> yeah I do <laughs> just for like five minutes just to like satisfy my pulsating ovaries have you ever had the moment where you change the baby and the the excrement has reached the nape of their neck like where they oh no I never got all the way to the to the neck I mean some babies shit and it it's a creature that crawls up their back and yeah. naps in the nape of their neck. That's wow. That's a lot. No, middle back. It, my wife and I were actually uh, complimenting our daughter just yesterday about how I think my my daughter's now almost five months old. And she's adorable. She's she's like she looks like a character from a Pixar movie. Jesse, I can't be rational talking about her, and I can't make compelling content about her either. I have so many she's jokes. Stupid. I have so many jokes in my stand up about my kid, my my son, because it was just so easy to pick on him yeah. and stuff. I don't. There's nothing funny you about can't. her. She's a fucking. She looks like she belongs on a Christmas tree forever. She's a pet. She's a. She she's is. a. She's a doll. She is. A I just doll. take her around and hand her to people, and yeah. she's just like, oh now, oh I love you now. I'm gonna stick my nose in your in your in your throat. I took her to uh, my kid at like a soccer team party, and um, I we're the only family on the team who's not Mexican. Nice. So, That's fun. They must. Have, you must have fun with that. The food was awesome. Yeah, at the, at the, I love at the end of the at the end of the season party, and I'm just hanging out with her and just passing her to one <laughs> abuelita after another. Yeah, yeah. She's like, "Oh, I love you now. I'll stick my nose in your in your throat. Oh, I'm, is it your turn now? I love you." No, she's I, freaking adorable. But I she doesn't love it. she doesn't shit up her, her upper back like no, because she's a goddamn angel kind or of. a demon. When babies are that cute, they're either like, "Oh, you're you've got it," or you're like. You know, call in the priest. I think she's going to be super cool. I really honestly think that she's going to be... You better hope she's not going to be a twat. She could be a twat. That's the risk that we took. I think that's what kept us from having another kid for six years is our first one's not a fucking asshole. Yeah. 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 That's a huge... 
You know, my sister, my my niece and nephew, mm-hmm. Elliot is older. <sighs> Talk about terrible twos. It's not even terrible. It's like demonic. Yeah. It's like demonic dose. That's, that's what it should even, be called. But that's not even where you really need to worry about. I'm starting to see it now. First grade. I, again, I have, you and I were talking before this about I have this massive file of stand-up stuff. That, you know, we I guess we all do. Like, you know, ideas, premises, yeah. half a joke, shitty sh- stuff that you should throw <laughs> away. And... I've now been doing stand-up long enough that I've had stuff that's been there for a few years. Right. And my premise at the time was that I like 90% of babies and I hate 90% of adults. That sounds like right, correct math. So where does it go wrong? Nurture. And, but no, like, I'm like, I know the answer. Literally, at what point in their in their development am Oof. I going to start hating all of these babies? Yeah. And now I, now I know the answer. First grade. First grade. <laughs> Fucking assholes. They're just... First grade is like, oh, you don't know about this one thing from this one cartoon that's the only fact stupid. I know on planet Earth? Well, then fuck off. Yeah. They, they like- they Give figure- me peanut butter. <laughs> they figure out how to speak. Yeah. They start to form opinions. Yeah, and they get all high and, and mighty about it. High and mighty, and they're brutally honest. Yeah. First graders, as a woman, like if you're having a weak moment, do not do not be a first grade teacher. Just don't. As a woman, I don't think any woman should be a first grade teacher. It's too, like, literally, I had a first grader. My mom used to teach. She was a um, teaching assistant for years. She worked in a school for, like, 14 years. She was my teacher at one point. Oh, she was? mm -hmm. Did you call her mom or? I called her mom an accident, and she shot me one of those Nancy looks that shot right into my soul. Yeah. You're supposed to call her Ms. Peluso? Yeah, Ms. Peluso. Right. Um, She was subbing in on a first grade class once, and they had a bathroom in the actual classroom. And this little girl goes to the bathroom, and she comes up uh, with her fist clenched, and she goes, Mrs. Peluso, I couldn't get the poop out, so I had to pull it out with my hand and just hands it to my mom. (laughs) The little girl pulled poop out of her ass and thought to bring it to my mother like some sort of gift, like a cat bringing a dead mouse. Like, I don't... well, she had to appeal to some sort of authority. She was in over her head. <laughs> See, I've never encountered that feces because that was the famous moment. There's so much feces. That was the uh, the, uh, the 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 iconic thing from um, what the was it being Bobby Brown the, the Bobby and Whitney show. Bobby was when that he pulled poop out of her butt. He went not... to the bathroom and pulled poop out of her butt. Right. So, and we're kind of back to that same subject with this little girl in your school, like. It's not that somebody would love somebody so much. I would help my wife. I would pull shit out would of her ass. Would you Bobby ass. Brown her, her Oh, absolutely. My God. I mean, it wouldn't even be a question. Really? Who would not? You'd go and pull a poop out of her butt. If she needed me to, I would do anything for her. I would her. question her needing you to. I wouldn't even question your solidarity well, and your commitment to your wife and I'm your not loyalty. Married, I'm not married to Whitney Houston, who, by the way, I'm starting to think was very overrated. But um, Whoa. Whoa, we just hit the the turning we'll, point. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Don't you? We'll get to that in a second, but if my wife says this shit won't come out of my ass unless you help me, my wife is not a crazy person. That is most likely true, or at least she definitely believes to be true and she's she's a competent, you know, mentally healthy individual. I've just never encountered poop that I, I could help get out with my hand. Well, that's what I'm saying because that's not a thing. And if it's not, it's not a thing. And when if it's you're not going to fit out the hole, then sticking my fingers in isn't going right. to make the hole any bigger. Because that's not 
that's not a normal thing to need as an adult. That's yeah. a normal thing to need up until the point of you being potty trained no, and even beyond a, that. That's not a normal thing it's to a, ever, ever, right. ever, ever need. My daughter has, has been able to get, get it out. feces out of her asshole by herself within, she was able to do it within an hour of being born. Because she's an angel. An well, angel, she, it's not even poop, it's candy. Because she's a fucking- they're tootsie, I mean, they're tootsie Rolls. I mean, this isn't even a human discussion- Animals do this. Goldfish. Right. Goldfish That's don't need saying. help shitting. I wouldn't question your loyalty to go and grab your wife's poop. I'm not questioning that. I like that. Mm. I'm questioning your wife's inability to pass her excrement like an adult. Yeah, she poops just fine. That's a mentally. That's a mental illness issue. Whitney Houston was a terrific singer. The if you go back and really listen to, if you go through her greatest, are we segueing? I just yeah, want to. I'm going Whitney. Are we segueing from crap to Whitney? I just want to make sure we're here. I put. Are we going from poop to Whitney Houston? I just need people to understand the segue. This is you. You don't do coke, right? No, I've never done it. Right. <clears throat> this is how cocaine works: is Couple, you just make a some list. Some heroines. I don't. I'm so I'm bad at lying about drugs. I've done some heroines. <laughs> no, I haven't. No, you haven't. I haven't we, done anything. You and I have discussed weed. that. Weed. This is what you do: is you go, okay, well, we'll talk. You, you start making notes. At least if you're being my friends, right? Go, okay. Well, that's a whole other conversation we need to have. We'll get to that next. Okay. So we we did the poop. Whitney Houston. The material is. That they gave her is really go back and look at her greatest hits. They're not good songs. No, well, now she was a great singer. They're she was pretty, a great. They, pretty bad songs. The What's songs. Her, what is the best song that she? How did? will I know? Yeah. Okay, if he agreed. Really love me. Agreed. Agreed. I love that song. Are yes. you kidding me? <coughs> I agree. That's a great song. I'm going to look up the rest of the greatest. I hits. will always love you. Did you ever hear her sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl? So you're going to say the national anthem is a banging? That's a banging tune. No, I'm just okay. I'm saying she I'm, was a terrific singer. Was, the material, if you go back and listen to it, the songs were pretty. Well, shitty. you could say that about anybody in that era. <gasps> no, that's not true. I mean, but in that pop genre, for sure. Who? I mean, everybody. Mar- Mariah Carey. She was singing the same shit. Well, she, Mariah Carey writes writes her own shit. And Does she? I think. Yeah. She writes her own songs. She steals a lot of them, but yeah. <laughs> that's not writing. But she she is like the primary. You're going to start a Twitter war <coughs> about Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston, and you're going to have people show up at your office. You probably already Everybody's... are poisoned a little bit, so you're coughing. Somebody sent you anthrax through your microphone. Everybody who's listening to this is not listening to this anymore because they can give a fuck about what I think about <laughs> Whitney Houston, and they're certainly not going to get into flame wars about it. These are all facts. Mariah Carey writes her own shit. Are you sure? She steals it, too? And she steals a lot of it, yeah. From who? I think... The knock on Mariah, and I don't know because I don't, I couldn't, I could name about five Mariah songs, so I certainly couldn't name where she's stealing shit from because I don't even know what her shit yeah. is. Is that some people go, oh, I'm gonna sample that and I'll negotiate it with so and so. Mariah, I have heard, is more inclined to say, well, I'll just take that and when they sue me, I'll deal with it, but maybe they won't. Wow, that's yeah. bold. <clears throat> I could yeah. see someone like her needing someone to pull poop out of her butt. She's got that personality. And when it comes yes. out, it's a demon that bites you. I could see her needing that help once again. I don't believe human beings create. That's just not how feces works. <laughs> did you see the Whitney Houston documentary? I doubt you did because you don't no. sound like a big fan. I am a big fan. She was extremely talented, and the material mm-hmm. she was given was subpar. But on, basically, I I believe it was right on. I, I believe it was like right where it needed to be in that era. In it was that success- genre. well, it was successful. It was pop. <clears throat> I know, but there's a it's lot about of really, love. And- but there's a lot of really good pops. I love. Nobody loves '80s pop music more than me. I think it's like they. Are you sure about that? Is that a fact? 
I'm pretty high up there on 80s pop. <laughs> Who's your favorite? I couldn't possibly pick. Devo? No. Is that 80s pop? Uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah. If you... I swear to God. Mm-hmm. I, I stayed friends with you after you let Stamos pass through this threshold, okay? Uh, I, I introduced you to John Amos. You j- <laughs> but if you sit here and tell me that you don't like any Michael Jackson, I may have to set your daughter's bassinet on fire. Okay, are we sure Thriller? Oh! Hold on. Wait! Forget about the music video. Okay. Are we sure Thriller is a good song? Yes! Yes. Aside from the, the music video. Sp- spooky little haunted yeah. house for seven-year-olds. I mean, who else is making a fun song? Okay, all right. Name another song that's that fun that's Halloween. I don't know, the Monster Mash? Oh, God, if I hear that. <laughs> the Monster Mash. I hate that song. <clears throat> I don't hate anything. I heard Feliz Navidad three times the day after Christmas. That makes I mean, me want to murder after, somebody. The day after uh, Thanksgiving. After one that comes mm-hmm. on the second time, Feliz Navidad. I'm stabbing someone in the neck. Whoever owns with a that. blunt object. Whoever owns that master is so fucking rich, though, because every other popular song has been uh covered so many millions of times yeah. it's always just that jose feliciano it really version. is just that one version how whoever, has that not been covered whoever where's john amos i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> where's his version of felice navidad i'm sure it has but none of them have gotten traction well, yeah you're right it stayed the forefront speaking of old music i just saw i tweeted this this fact that has fucking blown my mind you know um the plane crashed with richie valens and buddy holly and the big yeah, bopper the, right the yeah. day the music died yeah do you know that the tour that they were on was not canceled after that that's fucked up. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, who's that promoter? Who who played? The, the, what, do they just put their clothes what out was, there on hangers? What was the next... <laughs> I, mean, I know there's a bunch of acts on it, but what was the next date like? Yeah, and also... Hey, guys, I mean, you know, we're all... Let's let's have a moment. They're all Parecci, dead. We're gonna, gonna fucking moment miss this, guys. But you know what? Fucking guys, rock out. Guys die. Fucking rock and roll never dies. And you know, we just... We know you guys like to party and it's super sad, but... Like, they're dead. They're never coming back. <laughs> it's the worst day in music history. But, bro, the show must go on. All right. All right. Are but you, you know, ready? Dude, we want to honor the tickets already sold. We know a lot of you guys got babysitters. <laughs> Get out there, Willie Nelson. Who was it? I have no Who was idea. on the fucking... I, I have no idea who remained on that tour. I just know that Buddy Holly's bandmates had to miss his funeral because they had to honor the dates. That's so Like, does that mean the crickets played without Buddy Holly? Up. Yeah. Were they just out there playing Peggy Sue? With no, Literally to crickets. With fucking no vocals? 100% to crickets. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh, well, this, is, this is ironic. And women in uh, poodle skirts. But not even. They're at, they're at the funeral. They're going to the funeral. They, I don't know if they let children. It's in a different city as well. They traveled. There's buses. <laughs> All the kids chartered yeah. school buses. Yeah. I mean, anything to be close to their pop to their pop icon. I want to talk to you about... What? About how you hate Thriller and there's going to be another Twitter war? It's, you know, the the music video, is it's a movie. Yes, it was like 18 minutes long. Michael was... Landon directed that. No, uh, my... not Michael Landon. John Landon. John Landon. Not John Landis. <laughs> I had that. I had John Landis in my brain. And then I don't know why I thought Michael Landon, who's from like Little House on the Prairie. A lot of people don't know. Directed by uh, Martin Lando. <laughs> uh, Martin Short. Yeah, he directed that. Uh, it, was big, uh, it was a big move for him. It was, it was a big career change. <laughs> It's so, a great song. It's a great video, and you're gonna 
You're going to be visited by the ghost of Michael Jackson tonight, and he's going to probably dry hump you. I, I always said when he was alive, it's too late now, that somebody should have made a low-budget horror movie, but not, like, obviously a little tongue-in-cheek, but not totally as a joke, where the um, oh God. where the, the boogeyman in it was oh, Jesus. just a barely concealed Michael Jackson. Oh, Jesus. Like you could even change the story. It doesn't have to be. Oh, he's Do you this. Think he touched children. He's this singer who says like Shaman and and hangs out Shaman. in the carnival. Like he, just make just make the bad guy look wow. like that and have those wow. mannerisms. Wow, that would have been wow. such a freaky. You know, Whitney really was something. Now this is you're just tearing apart all oh, of my music. You're from defending the 80s. Michael Jackson's physical appearance towards the end of his life. I yeah, die on that hill. I, um, the hill where his nose once sat. <laughs> So I want to talk to you about women's, uh, girls, teen uh, lady magazines. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that. We didn't really like get into it. three episodes. Yeah, we were. What do you want to know? Tell ago. me. Do you, we talked about it a little bit, but we but, it was wait, at the but, end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I didn't bring up uh, examples of some of the dumbest oh, that's right. excerpts in the history of ladies' periodicals. Did you, um, did you ever, do you subscribe to any of those? Not anymore. You did? As a teenager, for sure. What'd you get? Uh, Tiger Beat. I think I don't remember that's, the name. Well, Tiger Beat. That's. That, I don't know if that was the one. Tiger Beat was the the Teen Idols. It was. I just had pictures of River Phoenix wearing rouge, yes. sucking his cheeks in. Teen Vogue. For okay. sure. Right. Um, and there was another one. All I know is I had posters all over my bedroom. Like I, I've told you before. Like I had a poster of John Stamos above my bed that I kissed so uh, un- much the yeah. mouth wore off. Unlike now. <laughs> it's really cool. I that do he, actually. He wrote I do have you. a poster of him above my couch. <laughs> you do. And I framed it so I wouldn't ruin it. Yeah, but it, there's a snail trail. There's a snail trail across that. I'll tell you that much. Reckless abandon. There's. <laughs> you ever dry hump a eighteen by twenty four? <laughs> yeah, mine was uh, Mike Piazza. Ah, Mike Piazza. <laughs> what? You remember Piazza? Was he a baseball player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. I knew a guy who had uh, a Mike Piazza poster in his living room, and he tried to, and he was like way too old to have that much like yourself in your Stamos poster <laughs> I you better and he watch defended, yourself he defended it because it was framed don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> have some respect did I use it right no okay no 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 that's no. okay We're getting you win there. some you lose some I was class clown you know <laughs> I'm funny yeah <laughs> what more do you want from me so I found this list of oh, um, just some of the more absurd things and we've touched on this a couple of times and I'm really interested in this subject of well I, you know we don't need to rehash all of this but how much of this is poor defenseless impressionable little girls being told what to be from this patriarchal mass media where they would have turned out super awesome and now they're going to be like bitches because a magazine told because a magazine told them to be and how much of that is the magazine is, and this is where that show Big Mouth is really, really great because it talks about when kids just go from being children yeah. to having the whole sex element Young in their demons. mind, and then all of a sudden getting—I mean, obviously sexual desires, but just a whole new mindset towards life and towards other people and towards themselves—that yeah. is coming from the inside. 
and it comes so fast and so furious and so out of nowhere that they can't even make sense of it. Yeah. And it's not because I still remember the first time I opened a copy of Teen Vogue and it told me, you know, what my 15 things my eyebrows say about my personality. Oh, God. That's talking to a thing, I believe, that's kind of already inside of you. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's the sort of thing that can exacerbate whatever's already there. Yeah. And without proper nurturing and rearing from your parents, it just goes off the tracks. Right. You know, it's like, it's sort of like that whole um, relationship between a girl and media and magazines in that era before social media, before, you know, there were computers where we were having like just communication with all sorts of different articles and and editorials or whatever. Uh, That relationship is kind of like a dog left untrained. Yeah. It's dangerous. Real quick on um, social media, watching Elf for the first time last night when uh, Will Ferrell (laughs) meets James Caan. James Caan's like, you know, crotchety, high-powered business yeah, guy exactly. in the Empire State Building. Yeah. He's sitting at his desk, and he's just, like, reading a couple pieces of paper because he doesn't have a computer. Weird. Like, what the fuck did people used to do at yeah, work? what do they do at work? They just fucking read reports? Yeah, they've just read... People were just... No wonder the copy machine was always popping. Right. <laughs> but where... <laughs> what did they do before that? What did they do before that? Chisel. What the fuck were Chisel. people doing at work? Water fountain coffee. Like, I remember watching an old episode Fucking in the closets. of Cheers. Yeah, there used to be a lot more of that. Did you watch Cheers? I did a little bit. Yeah. So Rebecca, who's Kirstie Alley, had a um, Robin Colcord, I think was his name. This, like, billionaire kind of, uh, or at, the point, at the time they probably said he had, like, $4 million, which was the 1980s equivalent of a billionaire. Yeah. He was this high-powered businessman boyfriend. And one time he's talking to Sam Malone, Ted Danson, and he pretty much wants to blow him off and shut down the conversation. So he reaches into his pocket, and it's today when you'd pull out the BlackBerry or the you know, right. iPhone or whatever, and he pulls out an organizer and a tiny little pen and he just starts writing in oh, like his schedule God. like that was the old like i'm so busy i'm so signifier busy. Yeah. Is let me take out my pocket notepad weird and then it went to the palm remember the palm pilot yeah i do i mean not right from there to that but do you remember that little was yeah. it like blackberry a little stylus yeah a little sty- you're writing on a screen yeah where have we come what is don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. getting folks. warmer getting warmer Okay, while well, we still have time, here are some of the most absurd oh, excerpts God. people have noticed from. I don't know, I'll turn this around. Is a this bit. from that era, or is this is this recent? Uh, I have no idea. Oh my God! Okay, go. Why it's good to be high maintenance? What is this sub? What is the sub? Uh, In fact, can we retire that annoying term once and for all? Asking what you want, what you uh, for what you want in a relationship is always smart. Says dating guru Amber Madison, who Amber is not Madison a real person. Sounds like uh, an, a synonym for high maintenance. Yeah, right. Amber Madison sounds like yeah. That's it. That's basically what high maintenance means. <laughs> she sounds like a website where you find somebody to cheat on your spouse with and then murder them. Yeah, it's you know I I can see both sides of this. The the verbiage is dangerous, mm. um, but behind it, essentially high maintenance. If you look at it from like let's look at it from the you know maybe just. Like a, a negative, like high maintenance, basically you're calling somebody, a woman who says she wants something, high maintenance. Like somebody who's like, mm-hmm. you know, a diva. Yeah. And the other side of that, it's, a, it's why, why is it bad to know what you want? 
Why is there a negative implication to that? You know, and in, 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 as a woman in, in an industry where it's heavily dominated by men, I see it happen often on one side of the coin where women are called bitches, divas, high maintenance. Bossy. Bossy. Um, hard to work with. Because they demand a certain standard, or a cer- why? Am- I feel like I'm looking at you through all of the <laughs> like am I hidden behind. There's a lot of wires. <laughs> so and many wires. Well, we're sort of coming together in a weird. <laughs> we're way getting closer because we've got this <laughs> PC at a very. Odd I just angle realized I'm us. looking at you through like 16 wires. Um, can you move these out of my face? She's high maintenance. I just think like there's two ways you could look at that. You could look at it from the reality uh, where being you know, demanding can be seen as a negative or as a woman, you know, wanting too much. Yep. Like you really are high maintenance. I've had a lot of high maintenance girlfriends who are just, you know, and that's, I feel like that's indicative of something that happened in their childhood. Like, I don't know, not getting enough or, you know, maybe a parent wasn't in the house. Maybe they were raised by one parent and, and their compensation comes from people giving them stuff. And that's love. They see that as love, like people doing things for them, errands and stuff like that. Right. OK, so this one I don't think is quite all that offensive because it is I'm, there are definitely some people who are high maintenance. Right. And that's not good. But some of the people, maybe this is what Amber Madison dating guru is getting at here, who are being accused of being high maintenance or merely know what they want and know how to get it. Right. And also it's like high maintenance is a is a tool. Like if you're a CEO, you better be high maintenance. If you're a boss, you better have some standards. Yeah. You better need some stuff and and also demand it in a way that's not condescending or rude. But if you're in a relate in a relationship, being high maintenance that's not attractive. There's there's ways to get what you want without having to have some sort of manipulative tactic behind it. So I should stop doing that? Just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, let's see. What the fuck is this one? Oh, here, here you go. <clears throat> this is an anecdote from uh, a lady. Uh, she had sex for the first time with a cute guy, and he let me sleep at his place while he went to work. When he woke up, I had to go number two. Oh, but after I did, I realized his toilet was broken and wouldn't flush. I didn't want him to see my poop, so I scooped it out and put it in a plastic <gasps> bag um, that I found in the sink so I could throw it outside. Before I left, I wrote him a, a note with my name and number saying, thanks for a great night, put it on the kitchen counter, and left. Right when I closed the door, I realized I'd forgotten the bag of poop ah! on the counter. Already locked out. Nothing I could do about it. Obviously, never heard from him again. <clears throat> See, I... Oh, my God. That's such a great way to break up with somebody. I don't believe this is real. It's probably I, not. Those aren't real. No, 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 but no. But it's so creative. It's so fun that you may as well just it's chuck so it in there. It's so creative. Mm-hmm. And also just a great way. It's a really vindictive way to leave a relationship. I think it's great. I think you should crap in a bag. Crap in a bag. <laughs> leave it, ne- leave it in, in the bowl of fruit. I... I guess I'm just not like everybody else. I'm trying to think of what the most basic. It's a very bitch... shit centric episode. Yeah, I apologize for that. It's okay. It's not really my style. I mean, maybe I, maybe I don't know what my style is. I don't. Maybe you know. Maybe it's going to be a part of your style now. You I can do, take. Do. You can take bits and pieces. You can take shits and pieces of it. I do. You're find that a lot of the stand up stuff. I, I did a like a benefit the other night, and. The women, woman who uh, owned or, or ran the club or whatever, like at the last second had some instructions. People should like clean up their act because some of the people who might be there would be like, uh, 
you know, might might be there more for altruistic reasons and weren't really comedy club types. Right. And it was it was it was okay. She may have been a little caustic. She may have been a little high maintenance about right. it. But, uh, but I saw uh, she. I felt I felt like she was being a little bossy, but <laughs> she was the boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. It's funny because at first I go, oh, I don't have anything to worry about. These other filthy comics, they should be running scared, not me. I just yeah. do jokes about my kid. And then I actually ran through my stuff and I'm like, well, if you were touchy, that would be a, oh, there's yeah. feces in there. There's oh, boy. feces in there. It's weird because you have not- kids, there's feces everywhere. That's the bit. Exactly. Oh, that's funny. That is the bit. And I... <gasps> that's so funny. That's not offensive. That's no. real. No, it is. Everyone it is. can relate to that. But I realized I'm a, I'm a clean comic who cannot not say fuck and it's not because of a nervous thing of i'd throw in fuckings i'm pretty good about that i hate when i see people who who do that's like a yeah. 101 kind yeah. of thing just fucking fucking yeah if it's offensive in everyday speech just yep. like saying like or whatever well now you're on fucking stage your job is talking you yep. got to get rid of shit like that yeah just i was like wow i mean i don't have a clean you know, they, you, you, have you even been on like a, a Conan or something like no, that? No, right? I haven't. Like you have to do like yeah. five squeaky clean yep. minutes. I would think all I do is joke about kids say the darndest things. Right. And yet there, I can't get five minutes where there isn't a fuck that's <laughs> critical. A critical fuck. Yeah. They're all, I mean, they all mean something. That could be a good title. So anyway, if a woman left a note saying, hey, I had a really, really great time. Can't wait to do it again. Signed, Bethany. And then gave me her number and left a bag of poop. I would totally, I would absolutely text her. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd be like, hey, Beth. Mixed messages here. (laughs) How to, from some ladies magazine. Jesse, how do you handle the bill gracefully? Is this on a date? You know, as a woman, always fake grab your purse. Just dig around in there. Ah, you know, just look. You just you take your time getting into your bag, and you just kind of paw at it until the guy finally pays. You Science. Really, you really do that? No, no, no. I mean, in this day and age, I feel like if women want equality, then things have to change across the board. Uh huh. You know, and so I, I think it's a little archaic. And um, a little anti-pro-women's movement to expect the man to pay all the time. Or the woman. Yeah. You know, vice versa. Whoever you're dating. I I think, uh, you know, it it might be different across homosexual relationships. I don't know if this is more of like... Some guy's got to pay for it. Someone's paying for it. Yeah. You know? And so I don't know. And in a lesbian date, presumably, at least one of the women is paying One of the women's paying. And in a gay date, like... (laughs) Do women just dine and dash? Yeah, they just... Is that what lesbian first dates are? what do they do? (laughs) They just both fished in their purse and leave. (laughs) Nothing gets paid ever. That's why restaurants hate when lesbians come to eat. No, I just think... I I think this is an interesting subject that's evolving. You know? You can't... I guess in my mind, because I come from an era, pre-social media, analog era, and having been blend with this millennial era, and women getting more equality and, and things like that, you have to evolve your your mental state as far as dating goes, you know? Well, we got to evolve, but where do we got to come down? One of these days, I'm going to be having this conversation with my daughter. I <clears throat> am am old and white and sexist. And I, stop! Stop putting yourself down. And I don't. And I want to stay that way. Like um, <laughs> that should be your opening line on Conan. It's <laughs> a great opening line. I'm old, white, and sexist, and I want to stay that way. I want to see you defend that shit. I don't. I don't believe any of us wants to live 
in a world where we treat people in an utterly gender blind way. I don't, I don't either. But 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 I don't know if any of us can agree on any single thing that we can do in a gender specific way that some of us aren't going to be aren't going to be uh, to deem to be sexist. So you think men I should always to. pay? Um, Isn't it implying that um, that the only way to know if a man likes you is if he's spending money on you? Like, oh yeah, he paid for dinner. He really likes me. And if he didn't yeah. pay for dinner, he's a bum. I don't get that. Okay. I, I can't defend it. That's what I'm saying. I want to be old I th- and, and white and sexist. I get what you're and, saying. And I want it's to. A, it's. I want to continue chivalrous. to open to, to to open doors. Oh, absolutely for, for women. I get. What I'm you're not saying. implying that you are incapable of doing it yourself. So for me to buy you lunch is not to imply that I own you or look at how much money I just went out and clubbed right. out in the wherever the fuck the the the, yeah. the the deeper insinuation is supposed to be. But I want to do that, and I do not only I want to teach my daughter that that is what she should expect as well i think respect is definitely a baseline for sure and if a guy's like i don't want i want to bring you out to dinner yeah then as a man or whoever's asking the person then that then if you're bringing somebody out to dinner then fucking pay you know if you if you want to invite a woman out to dinner yeah or a man or whatever you should definitely pay but the expectation side of it is what i'm speaking to mm-hmm. i think expectations are very dangerous across every relationship business professional uh personal familial any sort of expectation just leads you to, to disappointment so i'm saying from the woman's perspective my perspective i don't ex- i don't expect take your time i'm sorry i'm, I'm We're almost done here we're I in just, the home stretch my i have no more air in my lungs i don't expect a dude to pay for me but you're right. If a guy is going to ask a woman out, we have to keep some sort of traditional lines open. We need some sort of connection to a baseline of mm. respect and chivalry and, you know, dignity within how people, you know, just like it, how people are interacting in a relationship and dating. Well, that one so might I get be that. that one might be kind of a simple one where it's if you ask someone on a date, you should. Pay. You should pay. You should pay for the date. And I don't know if you if you go out and I'm you know talking about like kid stuff. If you if you if you go to you know burgers or whatever, and then you're taking a walk afterwards, and somebody's going to buy an ice cream or something like that. If the if the girl wants to get the if the person who was invited wants to get the cheaper yeah. second thing, that also the is the cheaper second thing. Maybe... That's always what I'm paying for. By the way, I'm always <laughs> I always want to opt for the cheaper second thing. But if you invite the person out, I got you pay. Co-check. But yeah, but right. But uh, uh, I think I, we've sort of figured this one out. I would also definitely encourage my daughter to ask people out on dates. Yeah. If she was interested yeah. in going on a date with them, in which case, fuck yeah, she should be paying. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we. I think learned, that's fair. I think we've learned. I think something. we solved. The dating problem. I feel pretty good about you that. know, and 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 we and we learned you should not throw the baby out with a bath. I didn't even get to talk to you about um, some guy was peeing next to me in the restroom right before we started. Yeah, was it John Stamos? Because I will punch you in your neck. You better hope. I it swear wasn't. to God, you Mike. better hope it wasn't because he was breathing really deeply. Oh no! <sighs> was he jerking off? No, he wasn't. I think that he was just so out of shape that the effort of urinating. Was like, he old? Because that's like right in my wheelhouse for what I'm looking for. 
just an Anna Nicole Smith retirement plan, just an old guy who's he's pe- getting there. He's not going to be around breath. for long because yeah, if, if if peeing is a is a cardiovascular activity, yeah, you don't need if to go to work. Executor, you need to go to the doctor. I need to s- and, I need his name. And Mary Jesse May. Was it John way. Amos? Uh, you are. What's your? I got so many fucking. You are. Um, you're Jesse May. Com. You're at Jesse May Peluso. Yeah. 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 Come yeah. find me, people. I've got a lot of things going on. One of them is uh, figuring out how to help Mike raise his daughter to not be useless. You're going to be fine.